It's been a while since I uh, prepared a podcast about the New York Knicks, and part of the reason is I'm still in a state of shock on how things have progressed. The beginning of the season seemed to be a dream because, you know, the Knicks came out hot, one of the hottest teams in the NBA. It seemed like the moves they had made, uh, whether it's Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, showed that the front office uh, was committed to changing the style of play in a positive way, still maintaining uh, Tibbs' defensive intensity with, you know, increased offensive firepower. But you know what? That was so short-lived, it's a distant memory because the current state of the Knicks is something that is, you know, unimaginable because where we were even the end of last year and in training camp and summer league and the beginning of this year is, you know, it seems like a prehistoric uh, vision because the Knicks, the way things have happened, have completely disintegrated. And Kemba Walker, uh, the whole Kemba Walker idea of him coming in, providing some leadership, some true point guard play has evaporated. Kemba, it turns out, not only were the Celtics, you know, right about him, his knees don't allow him to provide the same defensive intensity, but he doesn't fit with Tom Thibodeau at all because what Tom Thibodeau basically said was, get out of my starting lineup, get out of my rotation, I don't want you on this team. And he probably had that same feeling before they even signed him, but as a good coach, he decided to, you know, (laughs) listen to his bosses. So we got Kemba Walker, and we got Evan Fournier, who in the beginning, you said, wow, this guy can shoot, he can drive to the hoop, but it turns out Fournier cannot defend and his shot selection often is terrible. His shot making seems to be not great. So whereas last year the Knicks were a surprise in the second half of the year, this year the Knicks are a surprise in the other way. And everything has gone wrong, most notably Randall. Now, you know, Randall is one of those players who, when he's playing well, he can do a little bit of everything. He can hit the open man. He can take it to the basket with authority. He can step back and shoot a very long three-pointer. He can do a lot of things. And when he's good and when he's into it, the players around him responded. He was one of those galvanizing forces last year when the Knicks were playing well. This year, now, again, as as a fan, we don't know the internal mechanics of the Knicks. You don't know what's truly going on with, with Randall. Um, we know he had a baby early in the season. We know that maybe his priorities have changed a little bit. Maybe he's not getting enough sleep. Whatever, whatever nonsense you want to come up with. Something has changed with, with Randall. He does not like the same player. His confidence has disintegrated. And I've used these terms a, a lot in the last couple minutes. You know, there's a there's a real ending to this. And, you know, you, you look at a player like R.J. Barrett, who you know can, can score 30 points. He has that ability. He can shoot, he can drive, but he still has a lot of flaws in his game. He gets very down on himself. His confidence wavers. And that's something that may or may not be fixable. And the thing is, the Knicks are a very flawed team. We have a lot of pieces, some of them are 
good accessory pieces to a good team. Others may not be. And we don't really know what we have. We know we don't have an elite superstar. And I think the the problem with being a Knicks fan, especially after last year, is that we almost, almost sold ourselves on having a Detroit Pistons-style team from 2004. And, you know, something in that Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups and Ben Wallace, you know, a whole bunch of really good pieces that were enough to win. And in the modern NBA, that's not good enough. Because even if you are a team like Toronto or a team like Golden State, I mean, you have to have one of the elites. You have to have a top five or a top ten player to win a championship. And if you don't, you better have a top 20 player who's legitimately top 20 and another top 25 player. So you can't expect to be successful with third tier, fourth tier level players. And Randall, we thought, you know, he, he played himself into the upper reaches of the NBA last season. But deep down, you know that this is a player who had never shown it to that extent before and who doesn't take much to go into a real negative mode. So what the Knicks are dealing with now is, you know, something we didn't expect, and that is, you know, Tom Thibodeau has completely lost this team. Whatever he's saying and talking, it's in disarray, and he's not using the time efficiently. He's loading up on time for Derrick Rose. Listen, we like Derrick Rose as a player, 32-year-old guy who's, you know, who has a tremendous amount of miles on him. And beating him into the ground to scratch out a win every four games and mostly just lose is insane. Because at this stage, and I understand Thibodeau is a win-now type of guy, and he gets the most out of his teams early on in his reign, and then his voice starts to uh, lose its resonance. You know, we, we don't have that kind of time. These players, the young players on our team, need to learn how to play and need the time. And Obi Toppin is one of those guys, you know, 13 minutes, 14 minutes a game. That's just not cutting it. I know the other day he left him in as long as possible. And he should be getting, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game every game and keep going up. Because, and I think a lot of Knicks fans weren't prepared for OB to take that next step up. But after his playoffs, you saw the confidence this guy has. OB Toppin, in a pressure situation, seemed to rise to the occasion. Now, of course, he wants to dunk a ball between his legs. He probably drives Tom Thibodeau absolutely crazy. But the guy has passion. He is intense. He can outrace and outrun just about everybody on the court. And he's, you know, that's a style that a play the Knicks need because what's working now is really, you know, doesn't make any sense to me because I don't think anything's working, honestly. So the Knicks have to utilize his talents. And you saw uh, how Grimes, and I think Grimes is one of those guys who has such a smooth jumper and he has the instincts and I think he's a good player. We'll see what he can provide going forward, but I think he's the makings of a good player. He's a rookie. You got to give P rookies some, you know, some opportunities. But you know, Tom Thibodeau always just, just seems to hate to do that. Although quickly, he he gave him you know, confidence pretty fast. So we know it's not a hard and fast rule, Tom Thibodeau. But 
You know, we, we need to see what these players can do. And I think one player that's been relegated to a, you know, to a bench role and, you know, Jericho Sims seems to be a player who the Knicks play better when he's on the court. And I love Mitch Robinson. Everyone who has listened to this thing before knows how I feel about Mitchell Robinson. I think, you know, Mitch Robinson has unbelievable skills. But, you know, we're, we keep going year after year after year, and his, his game has not evolved. And I think his weight gain and his injuries have actually slowed him down a little bit. So it's concerning. Jericho Sims is bouncy and really plays hard, and I think he can learn and be a good addition. So we have talent. We have young players. And even, even Miles, even if we start to play some of our younger, I mean, McBride, as a point guard, we don't have a point guard. Let's try him out. And I get it. I know he's not beating people off the dribble necessarily, but he's put up some monster games down in Westchester. What are we waiting for? And I think a coach has to understand when a team has has gone down the tubes. And I know in his head, he doesn't believe that. He thinks we're one win streak away, because just like last year, we're one win streak away from coming back. However, I don't feel that way. I think this Knicks team, unlike last year, you know, has been lost. I feel like Tom Thibodeau has either have his own volition or just the push and pull of the politics surrounding the Knicks between Leon Rose and the management and the staff and then Tom Thibodeau's role in this. I think there's a lot of, you know, pent up frustration because I don't think Tom Thibodeau liked a lot of the players who the ownership slash, you know, Leon Rose is pushing for or has pushed for or has signed. So, yeah, that's, that's always a problem. You know, when a coach thinks they're a general manager and is not a good one at that, yeah, that's usually a problem. Not everybody can be a Pat Riley. And, that's, and I think that's what we have to understand. So what we're dealing with right now is a team that has lost itself. And the coaching staff and the players, and, you, and it's, it, we just don't have it. Add to the fact now that we have the COVID issue, you know, knocking out half the team, yeah, that's not going to be good against the Milwaukee Bucks, who basically you know, played an okay game, and they beat us relatively easy, you know, easily. There was not a lot of pressure on them. Um, it was great to see, you know, it was great to see Grimes, um, you know, set the rookie mark for a first game started. You know, those type of things are, are nice. You know, it gives a Nick fan hope, but that's a dangerous thing. So we, we have that to uh, at least hang our hat on. But the truth is the Nick team is, you know, gone down so fast. And I think that's one of the stunning things about this year. Whereas last year, we charted the progress every game. We saw them win with regularity. We saw them win with, you know, a tough defensive unit. And if you want to say losing Reggie Bullock and gaining Evan Fournier is, is the deal, yeah, I could say yes. But again, you don't know how the delicate chemistry of a sports team is going to handle change. And, you know, Bullock by itself may not have been the single factor for this, for this year's uh, drop-off. But, you know, there's something about the bonding of these different players, the way they played together, the way they responded to each other. There's no question Bullock was part of the fabric of this, uh, of this team last year, the defensive intensity. And I had my problems with Bullock, too. I thought there were games where he disappeared. And he's certainly showing that in, in Dallas right now, where he's, you know, I know his play has been very um, uneven and not great. And maybe he's missing some of that energy that the New York 
uh, Knicks had given him. So there's, there's, there's negativity all around the franchise, and it happens so quickly. And the Kemba Walker thing may have been one of the, uh, you know, maybe one of the last straws, because the truth is Kemba, you know, this was one of those homecomings where he was going to give you a real spark, a player who can shoot, a player who can drive, but, you know, as a defender and as one of the, and, you know, if you take plus minus seriously, he's one of the worst plus minus guys in the entire NBA. And whatever he did or said to Tom Thibodeau to send him over the edge, he, something must have happened because we haven't seen him. He's been literally off the radar. And it's, he's not going into games. He's not, forget about starting, obviously he's not even in the rotation. And it's, and even if you don't think that has a carryover effect on the other players, you know, it does. You know, it just, it shows that there's, there's a problem. And the Knicks don't have the talent. We don't have a 1A superstar or even a 1B superstar. And so with Julius Randle, you have a player who can disappear or make the wrong decision or, or under pressure make a bad shot. And we don't have anything, you know, supporting that. So we're a team, really, that punched above our weight last year, got a lot of luck, had a lot of things go right. Uh, the addition of Derrick Rose really you know, propelled them because it was a different, different Derrick Rose than we had seen before in New York. Everything worked out perfectly. Thibodeau was the perfect coach first year, and everything fell into place. It was a great year. And the playoffs brought it back down to earth. We saw Randall under pressure. And you know what? He's never recovered from that. It's amazing how... One playoff performance that was, you know, off the, you know, off the charts in a, in a bad way, ended up impacting him, you know, most of this season so far. And then, you know, you had the Obi Toppin positive playoff experience, which seemed to galvanize him and really make him a, you know, into a better player. So, you know, there is, there is, there are little glimmers of optimism, but again, all these pieces together. Are they are they going to be part of a championship team down the line? You know that's that's unlikely, because we're still missing an elite player. And until the Knicks get an elite player, it's it's going to be more of the same. It's going to be a good year and a bad year and another good year and a bad year, but not a great year. So I don't know how the Knicks are going to solve that problem. There there are elite players around, but they're not easily moved, as we know, and we don't have you know. We have draft picks. We have some interesting pieces. I don't know if we have enough to get a, a top-line superstar at this point. So this year is a, uh, you know, it's been a real negative, and it's a shame because, you know, we love talking about the Knicks, but this has been a real eye-opener. And you can see how fast a team goes down the tubes. So our goal for this year going forward is going to be concentrating on, you know, how Tibbs handles uh, his veterans, and how much he plays his rookies. Because the New York Knicks have to play these young talent. They have to play these players. And I know quickly is, you know, not shooting the same that he did last year. His, I know he's doing too many other things. He's ball handling. He's distributing. He's playing tough defense. He's trying to be a spark plug. And, of course, as a second-year player, to do all those things, add on those responsibilities without some drop-off somewhere, yeah, it's inevitable. But he's still an incredibly talented player. And I think, you know, with more hard work and training, I think as a year three and four, I think you'll, you'll still see uh, quickly as a very important part of a good team. Um, 
And I think Grimes will be a steady, good player as well. And with Obi's excitement, I think there's there's a hope for the you know for the the infrastructure of a good team that could use an elite player, obviously, to put him over the top. But we're so far away from that right now. And the problem is Tom Thibodeau. Now, if he's lost the team in the early stages of year two, you know how is he getting it back? And I think Knicks fans have to be cognizant of the fact that you know the coach who we lauded and who we appreciate his New York attitude and his defensive mindedness and his history with the Knicks now has really has lost his team and has lost the faith of the players on his team. I'm sure the management too, and I'm sure the fans too. It's it happens so fast, and that's very unexpected. And that's, you know, it, it's something to keep in mind going forward when we seek, you know, a new direction or we look at a coach and, how, you know, what can they do? I mean, we look at how the New York Rangers have responded. The New York Rangers had an abysmal uh, year last year with everything going wrong and not winning and, you know, basically the leadership getting fired in a whole new direction. And this year, you know, obviously they have new general manager, new coach, mostly the same players. And and even though they've you know, they've had a okay last few games, but really they're one of the top teams in the NHL overall. And they have a ways to go. They have a lot of young talent and they're still growing. And they have more elite level players than the Knicks do. But you know, there's a sense that who's who's at the helm of your ship, you know, makes a difference. And, you know, we know Thibodeau is an outsized personality. He's a person who loves to, you know, put on his histrionics and get all flustered and, and he's loud with the referees and he's loud with everybody else and players and he's demonstrative and all these things, which are great in theory and are fun to watch, kind of like Billy Martin used to be. You know, and he jokes with people, and I guess he can play it on an offense. I don't know how much the referees like that. I feel like the referees tend to punish the Knicks because they're tired of his nonsense. And whether that's true or not, it just that's my perception. And you know, and that act gets old. You know, the Earl Weaver, you know, making a whole fuss, getting nuts. Now, obviously, Earl Weaver was a winner, and he won a World Series, and Billy Martin won a World Series. And listen, you can win. But more often than not, you tend to piss off a lot of people and it comes back to haunt you. And I think, you know, watching how the Knicks get their calls or don't get their calls, there's a lot of that. So the New York Knicks, you know, are a team that really, you know, is missing, you know, a lot of pieces. We're missing a core superstar level player and we're missing bottom line you know, coach who can you know play young players and give them confidence and give them the support that they need going forward and he has you know and Thibodeau has elements of it. we were happy last year I was happy even the beginning of this year because I thought there was a real direction forward and maybe he'll change my mind maybe he will rebound he'll come back but right now things are pretty bleak in Nick land and you know we'll see how the next you know few weeks go but you know, we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll do more regular reporting, and we'll we'll look in at the Knicks as they grow for the future. Because really, that's what it's about. We're not there yet. We're nowhere near there yet. So, once again, this is 1973, a New York Knicks podcast. My name is Alan Feller. Thank you for listening.